Welcome to your daily guided meditation. This is episode 2762 and you are in for a treat this week. I'm Mary Meckley and I'm honored you are here. In this week's series, you are going to be exploring your innate connection with the world around you, beginning with plants and herbs and mushrooms. And to guide you along your journey this week, we'll be following along with an expert in adaptogens. You're going to be listening to an interview with Daniel Ryan Broida. She wrote the book along with Taro Isokapila called Healing Adaptogens. It is the definitive guide to using super herbs and mushrooms for your body's restoration, defense, and performance. I want to share with you a little about Danielle. Danielle is a registered herbalist of the American Herbalist Guild, a certified holistic nutritionist and head of education at Four Sigmatic, which is a functional foods company that wants to make the world's most studied and nutrient-dense foods more delicious and easier to consume. After receiving her BA in Environmental Studies and Philosophy from Whitman College, Danielle moved to Asia. There she studied Ayurveda in India, became a certified yoga instructor, and worked with a naturopathic doctor to become a certified raw chef and detox coach. She completed her graduate studies at the Colorado School of Clinical Herbalism, where she now teaches as the instructor of mycology. She went on to open a clinical practice and has since helped hundreds of individuals on their own healing journeys. In the interview, you're going to hear all about how you can connect with the herbs and adaptogens and mushrooms and how you can deepen your connection with the world around you. This is a very special opportunity for you to do something that you might not be so familiar with. And this is going to be your challenge for this week's series. I won't spoil the surprise because Danielle is going to introduce you to the challenge in the interview. What's unique about Danielle is that not only did she write a book which offers you step-by-step guidance to connecting with the herbs and using them in your own way, because she is the director of education at the company Four Sigmatic, which is all about mushrooms and herbs and all this plant goodness, I'll be providing you each day with a unique product that you can actually try out. I'll share with you your special portal where you receive 15% off any Four Sigmatic order at healingadaptogens.com slash daily meditation. I'll spell that for you. It's healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G, adaptogens, 
A-D-A-P-T-O-G-E-N-S dot com slash daily meditation. That's where you can receive 15% off any one of their products. Again, at Four Sigmatic. Get ready to explore the wild world of herbs with Danielle Ryan Broida. So Danielle, I'm so honored that you are here and I'm excited to be doing this interview right as you're launching your book. Thank you. I'm honored to be here as well. And it's a really good time. I know you're in the midst of a hurricane and we're talking about stress and adaptogens today. And this is the reality. This is our world today. And so there's really never been a better time to, to have this conversation. It's really true. Yes. As I'm recording, um, I am in an evacuation location and it was um, difficult to get the power going and we almost couldn't do the interview, but right in the nick of time, we were able to. So I think it all worked out beautifully. So Danielle, I'd like to ask you a little about um, if you could explain about adaptogens, what they are. Absolutely. Adaptogens are becoming very popular. We're seeing them all over the place in supermarkets and beverages and gas station gummies. And there's a lot of misconceptions about what they truly are. And I've spent the past decade studying and formulating and helping source them and um, have really developed a deep, deep love for them as allies. I really truly think of them as um, allies supporting our bodies. And as humans, we've always relied on plant medicine and particularly many of these adaptogens. They have a, a several thousand year old history, depending on the species and point. And, and so while many of them might be new to listeners or to people in the West, I prefer to think of it more as a remembering, uh, and these species like turmeric, cacao, reishi, ashwagandha, these have been used all across the world and relied on for their benefits to longevity, to brain function, performance, immunity, gut health, libido. I mean, the list goes on. And in summation, uh, there are about 30 species of adaptogens. They are mostly plants. There's about five mushrooms in the category and they're all non-toxic, which is a really interesting commonality. This means there's not a dose you take, which then pushes you over an edge, but rather a ceiling dose. There's only a, a certain amount your body can utilize, but this makes for a really low barrier to entry for people that are, they're new to using them. You don't really have to worry about taking too much or exactly the right amount. Um, and part of why that works is they're also normalizing. So you might've heard adaptogens help us adapt to stressors. There's a reality to that. They are incredibly phytochemically rich, nutrient dense plants, leaves, roots, fungi that help our bodies on multiple systems. We have 11 systems of our body and they work and target multiple systems to help us adapt to the many inevitable internal and external stressors of, of modern day. Uh, and the last piece that the third, so this non-toxic normalizing, the third characteristic of adaptogens that puts them in this group together um, is the fact that they are non-specific. This is also what is a bit confusing to people because through our Western lens, we're often choosing whether it's a pharmaceutical or a natural supplement, we choose 
based on a symptom. I have a headache. Let me choose an ibuprofen or fever few, or I have a stomach ache. Let me choose, I don't know, a ginger or like whatever else, you know, your, your choices to go for, for um, a stomach ache. Adaptions don't work in this way. They're actually non-specific, meaning they have multiple compounds in them that act almost as um, a gas break effect with each other. So they can either be stimulating, they can be relaxing, they can uh, kind of increase immune activity or downregulate it. So it has this really interesting seesaw gas break kind of cruise control like effect, which is why they're so effective for so many bodies. Uh, that is so beautiful that you are sharing this with all of us in this book, because would you say that we're losing the wisdom of the herbs? And to me, your, your book is so much about bringing back this wisdom and making it a natural part of our life instead of something more esoteric that we, that we have to, you know, really search out and get these things have been with us forever and we're now rediscovering them. So I love that you're sharing this. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, we definitely are more disconnected from the earth than we've ever been. And so while we are using these ancient roots and mushrooms and, and remembering their benefits for our bodies, the greater purpose and intention for me is that we start using these in our daily lives. We start experiencing how they can improve our vitality, raise our chi, you know, stimulate our, our immune system, all these wonderful traits of adaptogens, and in turn develop a deeper relationship with the places that they grow and a deeper care for the earth uh, and, and a desire to, to protect. And it really comes from that initial meeting that relationship that that is formed with a natural plant or, or a real mushroom and it is like they each have their own unique personality what they impart their own unique wisdom and we draw from them what what we need according to what they're able to offer and i would like to ask you and you've mentioned this today already is um why are they so relevant especially today well you are in an evacuation zone from a hurricane. <laughs> I am running from place to place. Uh, there are news outlets, you know, bombarding us, programming us with all this information. Are, I mean, the stressors are are everywhere. They're inevitable, and more than ever before, things that we can control via meditation and our breathwork practices and the mental health uh, practices we engage in and, and many things out of our control, things mm -hmm. like environmental toxins, microplastics in our food and our cooking ware and our water and in our air. And so it can be overwhelming. And, and when we think about what stress is doing on a, on a physiological level, it is pushing us away from homeostasis. So it literally is uh, requiring energy to bring us back into a state of normalization of balance. And where does that energy come from? It comes from nutrients that we're feeding our body. And so we have to be really aware of replenishing and really stocking up almost like a reservoir of fueling our bodies with an arsenal of 
critical nutrients that we can use to help us combat all these stressors and continue to bring us back into a state of, of peace, of calm, of grounding, of balance. And unfortunately, the food that the majority of us are eating today, at least in the West, is far from supporting us with that fuel needed. Uh, in fact, the statistic I recently, you know, I shared in my book is 67% of calories in our youth are coming from ultra processed foods, mm. not just processed foods, but things like frozen pizzas and super processed burgers and cookies and chips. And mm. these are really caloric, calorically high and nutrient dense. And what the adaptogens do is they flip that. So they're really calorically low and incredibly nutrient rich. They're actually the, among the, the most phytochemically complex foods on the planet. Um, not in terms of our, so we have macronutrients, we have micronutrients, and then we have even smaller, the nutrients that we find in our adaptogens. So we'll kind of break it down our macronutrients, right? We have carbohydrates, we have fats, we have proteins. We have micronutrients, which are vitamins and minerals. And then we have these nanonutrients, which other nanonutrients that might be more common to people are say caffeine or nicotine, right? These are, these are nanonutrients, but we know how much an effect they have on our full body systemically. Similarly with adaptogens, they're full of these nanonutrients that are so rich and complex and have such a profound benefit on our body things like polysaccharides, beta glucans and mushrooms and triterpenes, these, these incredible mushroom oils, polyphenols. So they're really, they're replenishing, they're nourishing to so many systems of our body to give us what we need to combat, to combat these stressors that are, that we're faced with. And it's a beautiful alignment, honestly, to think that we're really stressed. We have these incredible allies that are making their way. They're becoming more known to, to the general population. And for the first time in history, they're more accessible than ever before. So for example, reishi mushroom, one of our premier adaptogens were, it was illegal for commoners to get their hands on reishi mushroom. So unless you were part of the Royal palace, you if you were a commoner, you found reishi in the forest by law in ancient China, you had to deliver that to the emperor's palace, right? You couldn't get it with cacao. Cacao was used as a currency uh, and you had to trade, you know, valuables in order to get your hand on just a few cacao beans. These are, these have all been, I almost felt redundant as I was sharing the, the ancient stories of these in the book, because each one of them has been put onto this revered status. Like it is the number one, the most sacred, um, plant or fungi in the region that it, it grows in and is used in. And now today I'm like, how blessed are we that we can source these ingredients on the internet in most of our health food stores, some of them, even in, in big box stores. And so we have them, they're here, they're waiting for us. And I feel that my work that I'm trying to accomplish with this book or through conversations like this is, is really to just be a bridge to connect mm -hmm. people where they are now looking for more vitality, more energy, more focus, more endurance to the adaptogens that are right here, waiting accessible and able to safely help us get to this 
this place that we're hoping to get to mm -hmm. and maybe not sure how to get there or reaching for the wrong solutions. So that's the goal. That's, I think the relevancy is they're so relevant today. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And in fact, I love that you said that word balance, because it seems like uh, a word that a lot of people are negating these days. They're saying it's impossible to be in balance. But I think that balance is something we're always striving for. And when you are able to live a lifestyle where you're living very consciously, you feel balanced. And I know that today um, I woke up, I haven't been eating the best. I've been eating a lot of processed foods by you know necessity. We just didn't have um, access to some more nourishing foods. And especially I sip herbal teas every day and I customize the herb I'm sipping for the quality I, I want to achieve. And I was just saying that I feel so off because I am not able to live or eat consciously like I usually do. So until you actually put yourself in that state, you don't really notice how good you can feel. We think you know, the way we're feeling is, is just the way we're feeling and, and that's it. But when you start, especially including the herbs and the adaptogens and all of this together into a lifestyle, then you really notice it takes you up so, uh, to a different level. And so I really yeah. enjoy that. You said there is truly balance. You can reach a sense of balance. I'll go ahead and allow you now to introduce the, the theme for this week. Um, Danielle has selected a, a theme for the week and I love the theme she selected. And um, I also love that you said, be a bridge, because I think that has a lot to do with the theme you selected and um, that notion of balance, because um, I can really see people taking the information from your book and creating a plan to achieve more balance and where would they start? But first I would love for you to introduce the week's theme. We will be doing an earthing theme this week. And what that means is we are embracing our inner earthlings, which is what we are as human beings on this planet. And part of what that looks like is stepping outside is noticing of in the Japanese way, it's called forest bathing, but it's really a way of connecting to the earth of ideally being barefoot. If we can finding a little plot of the earth to go stand on and it's amazing. I have a new nephew who's two years old. And when we go outside, he can be in the biggest fuss and screaming and in a, in a whole thing. And the moment we go outside and he starts to experience the negative ions of the earth to touch a plant, or sometimes I'll plop him. He's not walking yet, or he's, he just turned one, excuse me. And when, when we put him on the earth, um, he's quiet. It's this amazing calming, grounding, balancing achievement that happens so seamlessly with just the act of taking off our shoes and connecting again to the earth that holds us, that supports us, that grounds us, that all of our 
medicinal allies are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. It can be as simple as that, you know, done consistently. And I love all the ideas that you share also in your book to help people understand this concept and to apply it to their lives. I was wondering if you could elaborate on how to ensure you're getting what you want, what you want to achieve with adapt when purchasing adaptogens. Yes. Yeah. This is really big. Um, I created actually a full shopping guide. It's just part three of the book and there's so much marketing riffraff out there. And there's a lot of people that are purchasing supplements and they're not working. And instead of suggesting brands, which I actually do, I suggest several different brands that you could directly purchase from. If you need something in a pinch or stores that you can go buy things from or online retailers. But the goal is really to teach each of you how to vet the marketplace on your own and to have the skills for years to come, for decades to come, to know what to look for when purchasing adaptogens or really any plant medicines. And this comes down to a few factors. uh, And I expand upon this much more in the book, but the first is making sure you're actually purchasing what you're intending to purchase. This might seem strange, but this is the form. So making sure we're getting the right form. There's a Latin name for every species, and this is the unchanging name, no matter what country you travel to. So similarly to you and I, Mary, we have our full names. And yet if we're in different countries, people might pronounce it differently or have a nickname for us or a different, you know, shorthand name, but the Latin name, our true name never changes. So if you're buying a supplement, really important, and you would be surprised how often I see mislabeling something on the front of the package says ginseng. And on the back, the Latin name is a totally different species. Mm -hmm. Um, So really making sure you're getting what you want to get. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can cross-reference the book, you know, it can say, say, oh, I want to purchase, I don't know, ashwagandha today. So we want to make sure that somewhere on that supplement you're purchasing or that tea, it says withania somnifera, right? This Latin, the full true name of ashwagandha. Uh, The second piece is uh, beyond form. There's different areas of our plants and mushrooms where these nanonutrients, these phytochemicals, almost like the power hub of that species. So with ashwagandha, we use the root, even though ashwagandha is part of the, uh, tomato eggplant, uh, it's the nightshade family. So there's many other cousins and it has these bright orange, red berries and fruits, but that's not where the medicine lies, right? It's in the root. So if you're getting a supplement, you want to make sure you're getting where the medicine is within that plant Mm -hmm. for holy basil for Tulsi, we want to use the leaf, right? For all of our functional mushrooms, really important to use what's called the mushroom fruiting body or the real mushroom, the self, right? Not the mycelium. So getting Mm -hmm. this right form and then the right part of the plant or fungi, the second or third, I'm like, where are we in this? There's lots to look out for. I'll highlight a few is um, dosing. So we want to actually be consuming enough, not too much, not too little to receive the benefits we're looking for. And so oftentimes 
you know, the companies will, will, I call it pixie dusting. They'll throw in like a little bit of a medicinal plant and say bright and loud on the label that this contains this nutrient. And in fact, there's too little of it for your body to use or experience the benefits from. So getting that right dose, um, making sure your body can use it. So I call this bioavailability. Mm-hmm. This is critical, uh, especially with our mushrooms. We can't actually utilize them in their raw form. So Mm -hmm. they're inedible. Many of these tree grown functional fungi, they have to be extracted for our bodies to use them. So looking for the right words, like extracted on your, on your product, um, quality is, is kind of a no brainer. Ideally we're getting organic where possible, but even more so quality leads into sustainability. And one of the most important things about these foods is that they are grown in environments around the world where they are exposed to a lot of stressors, environmental stressors in their growing place. Mm -hmm. And the, this is called xenohormesis. It's essentially that when these species are growing and they're exposed to a high fluctuation of temperatures throughout the day, rocky soil, storms, they're developing compounds in response to these stressors to give them the resilience to survive and thrive despite these external situations. And these are the exact compounds that we as humans can then use these ingredients for to experience similar benefits. And so really important, you know, they know with things there's like us grown and with adaptogens, we actually want to be really vigilant about if they're clean and third-party tested, getting them from their native lands, getting ashwagandha from India and chaga mushroom from Siberia and reishi mushroom from China, um, cacao from South America. So if we can kind of check off this list and you don't have to remember it all today, but there's, there's a guide. And these are some big pointers to help ensure that you're not buying a supplement that ends up not working, right? That ends up being the most expensive supplement you ever buy. If if it's one that doesn't truly work. Oh, it's so true. And I, I love that you shared that. And I want to mention the name of Danielle's book again is healing adaptogens, the definitive guide to using super herbs and mushrooms for your body's restoration, defense, and performance. So it it really encompasses everything. And when you were talking about the hardiness of the herbs, uh, many times those hardy herbs are the best ones for us. And where I used to live in Tampa, we lived in a home and it was backed up to a wild area. And I planted Tulsi in a garden and the Tulsi spread everywhere and we had um, severe weather and even flooding where I was before. And I noticed that the Tulsi was growing through the brick cracks. Wow. Uh, it was a brick area and there really didn't seem to be any dirt, but a big plant would emerge from a little crack and enough so that I could snip it off and, you know, dry it and brew a cup of tea. And I was thinking, wow, I must really be benefiting from this. If this little tiny plant, what I, I planted it maybe a decade before or a long time previous was growing out of um, the crack of a 
a brick area in the outside of our homes. What an incredible story. That's, that's so common with these adaptogens to, to find them in the most unlikely places that you're like, how could anything survive and grow here? And that's what makes these so unique and so rare and so powerful. And that resilience, it's in herbalism, we call this the doctrine of signatures. It's what something looks like or how it acts in nature can give us information about how it might respond in our bodies. So for example, a walnut being good for the brain is the common doctrine of signatures. But similarly with, with our adaptogens, it's the resilience that they, that they truly embody. Mm -hmm. And I feel that when we are using these adaptogens every day, it's almost like we're a vessel to allow them to continue to become a a more expressed version of themselves than they can through that crack in the sidewalk or on the side of a tree in a forest. We get to, we get to allow their medicine to work through us and in us. And then we get to be a more vibrant version, resilient version of ourselves. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. Well, on that note, I was wondering if you could highlight a few species and introduce us to a few species we might want to try. Absolutely. Um, Always challenging to choose which species to go with, but mushrooms are really my expertise. And so I'll start with lion's mane, which is an incredible functional mushroom. It has nothing to do with the mane of a lion. It has these white, long cascading hairs that kind of resemble a lion's mane. But uh, as I mentioned important to bring up the Latin name. So we know what we're getting. So with lion's mane, it's called Hiracium irenaceus is its Latin name. Mm-hmm. And the Latin name is not only helpful to ensure you're getting what you are intending, but also can give us information about the compounds, the phytonutrients in these species. Um, and so lion's mane is touted as the smart mushroom or nerve mushroom. It's the one adaptogen that is a nootropic So incredible for cognitive support, memory, focus, longevity, uh, anti-aging of the brain. And uh, part of that is there are two compounds within lion's mane that uh, have been shown to stimulate what we call nerve growth factor. Um, It's a newly discovered compound in science, really only about 30 to 50 years old. Um, But I think of it like a light switch turning on our body's ability to connect and fire neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And so it's really relevant for um, neurodegenerative diseases, right? Things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, mm-hmm. uh, but also for those of us daily looking to turn, have that light bulb effect of our mind, right? To have that increased focus and cognitive support without using a stimulant, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not stimulating in any way, like a caffeine even if the caffeine is in a natural form, like a coffee or a green tea or mate or something, um, it gives us that sense of focus without stimulating, which then results in a crash later. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's secondary benefits to lion's mane as well. It's one of the unique things about our adaptogens is we might start using it for the cognitive effects and then notice our digestion is improving or our sleep is getting better or, or, uh, not getting sick when we typically used to, and our immune system is strengthening. So it's, it's many, much more than just this smart mushroom, but that's a great place to start. Cause so many of us are looking for those kind of performance enhancers, uh, especially cognitively. 
How do you use that for yourself when you do you cook it? I do cook lion's mane. What do you recommend? Is there some special way you use it? Yeah, great question. Lion's mane is a culinary mushroom as well. So you can absolutely cook it and get some of the benefits that way. But um, the mushrooms that we cook can be 30 to 90% water. And so if we really want a strong medicinal dose, um, I recommend extracting it. And there's brands that will do this for you. So the things you want to look for are real lion's mane, right? The Hirsium irenaceus fruiting body. So this means you're using the real mushroom, the part that's visible to the human eye versus the mycelium, which is more of the root, um, and that it's been extracted and things to avoid when you're purchasing lion's mane are other ingredients. You'll see other ingredients often, uh, are grains. So things like oat or rice, this means that the lion's mane mushroom has been grown on a grain substrate, whereas in nature, the lion's mane grows on trees. So we want to get a law grown mushroom, avoid these fillers because oftentimes the final product can be 90 plus percent grain. Mm-hmm. So we're actually not truly getting a lion's mane. So, uh, an extracted lion's mane fruiting body, uh, is the goal. If you're taking it on its own, somewhere between 300 and 500 milligrams would be a great starting point. Uh, of course, at, at our company for Sigmatic, we add lion's mane into many daily beverages. It's the, the philosophy is about habit stacking. So how can we make it as easy as possible for people to ingest these every day? Mm-hmm. No, they're not an, a pill for an ill. You have to take them consistently, ideally for a few days or a few weeks to start noticing the benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we add lion's mane into an organic fair trade Arabica coffee. So we coat it on coffee beans. If you grind your own coffee, we do a ground coffee, instant coffee. Um, We add this into a matcha product as well. Uh, And so if you are someone that has a a morning beverage, whether it's a matcha green tea or a coffee, this is a great, easy way to get it into your, into your day without having to try much or have a whole extra stack of, of bottles on your counter. Oh, that's, that's very good to know that. Is there another one that you might recommend um, and tell us about and how we might be able to use it? Yeah, for for all of you today, I'm I'm going to bring up ashwagandha. I already mentioned you're getting ashwagandha's Latin name twice in today's short episode. It's withania somnifera and Mm -hmm. somnifera means sleep inducing. And so often if you're thinking that you want more energy or more focus, one of the questions I'd asked you as a a vitalist herbalist is how are you sleeping, right? Mm -hmm. What are you doing the night before to prepare yourself? So Mm -hmm. you wake up and naturally have the energy that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Ashwagandha is a really great way to do this. Think of it more as a root-based adaptogen, root-based medicine instead of symptom, right? It's not a band-aid really nourishing the foundation of our system, which so often is in this rest phase. as I mentioned, uh, it's an, it's an ancient Ayurvedic herb, um, ancient meaning it's been used for thousands of years, but it's still widely used and revered today. Um, a wonderful affinity for women's health and hormonal balance. If, um, Mm -hmm. that's something that you're working on and you can of course pair the, the ashwagandha root with other herbs to make it more suitable for your unique body, but with stress, um, with sleep, with longevity, with mood, Ashwagandha is a really fitting um, 
option for, for what most of us are looking for today. Uh, one of my friends um, recently fell, was hiking in Colorado and, and, and literally fell down uh, the mountain and hit his head and suffered a very serious concussion. And he was prescribed all kinds of things. And he said that the only thing that really helps him is ashwagandha. And wow. he didn't take any kinds of herbs. He wasn't really aware of the benefits of the herbs. And so I learned that adaptogenic herbs support you where you need it most. It's as if they sense what you might need for him. That's his go-to herb these days. Amazing. I'm so glad he found ashwagandha and is using it as an ally. It's huge. Yes. Is, is there another one? One more. I just, I could listen to you all day. <laughs> I wish I could have a recording of you explaining oh. all these. Thank you. I'll mention turkey tail. Turkey tail is another mushroom. I had to have two mushrooms in here. Um, it actually has two Latin names, which is a bit confusing for what I said earlier, but uh, depending on if you're in the East or West, it will be called either Trimedes Versicolor or Coriolis Versicolor. Um, Trimedes is what we refer to it here in the West and Trimedes means uh, the one who is thin and Versicolor means in Latin, of course, of various colorings. And turkey tail is abundant in almost all forested ecosystems across the planet, especially here in North America. And so if you're out on a hike, you likely might see, might see turkey tail growing from wood, like our functional mushrooms primarily do. And it's this thin shelf polypore, we call it a thin shelf mushroom with all these stripes of colors. And it, it's incredible. It's, it's a kind of two big call outs with turkey tail are um, and they really go hand in hand, but our gut health and immunity, mm -hmm. um, there are actually two, two constituents within Turkey tail PSP and PSK, um, that have been studied. And, and one of them was actually turned into, um, the first mushroom derived anti-cancer drug called Crestin used widely in Japan, still used today, uh, and really incredible ability to, um, modulate the immune system. So rather than just stimulate or downregulate, as you mentioned, they work with our bodies to deliver what we need, mm. regardless of the state of your immune system. Turkey tail is a wonderful long-term option to help your immune system reach the state of homeostasis and optimal functioning. Um, of course, 70% of our immune cells live within our gut, our microbiome. Uh, another, um, kind of big piece about Turkey tail is that it contains prebiotics, which mm -hmm. again, we're continuously having this theme of theme of the root, right. Of the earth of the grounding and prebiotics are really the food for our probiotics. So while probiotics are like replenishing a pond with fish, prebiotics are like feeding and nourishing the fish already in the pond. So really important if we want to have a thriving microbiome, which we're realizing is not just our second brain, but uh, critically interrelated to things like mood and immunity and uh, skin health. And I mean, the list goes on having these uh, ample amounts of prebiotics are, are really essential. So uh, turkey tail is a great place to start. Again, you want to look for the real mushroom fruiting body that has been extracted to make sure that you're reaping the benefits. Um, but all of these lion's mane, ashwagandha, turkey tail, 
they're, they're really safe. They're not pushy. Some of our adaptogens can be a bit more stimulating and intense things like our ginsengs and Eleuthero. And, um, these three are really, um, more on the gentle side of the spectrum. So if you're new to taking them, feel out your body is your best teacher. Like I say, don't trust me, go experience them for yourselves and start creating that relationship. Um, but any of these would be a great place to begin. Oh, thank you so much for that. You've been a wealth of information. And I know that the fellow meditators out there, the listeners are so excited to learn this and experiment with trying some new things that you've shared. And of course, your book will offer that. Well, as you know, Danielle is selecting all the techniques for this week's series and there will be a technique unveiled each day so you'll discover her specific technique for each day and I'll also be sharing with you more insight from her book and you can always also reach out to me at mary at sipinome.com if you um, want me to focus on something specific and I could maybe reach out to Danielle and ask her if it's not something I can find in her book because I want to make sure this is a series that really is able to help you feel that balance that seemingly elusive balance and that connection Danielle and I had a chance to talk all about connection and that's what she really wants this series to be about and that's why she has issued the earthing challenge so Danielle I have a feeling people will want to reach out to you. Please let us know where we can find more. And I'll also be sharing it in each episode this week as well. But where can we find more? You can find me at Danielle Ryan Broida on social or via my website, which is Danielle Ryan Wellness. And we also have a website just for the book, which is healingadaptogens.com. And then of course, via our brand Four Sigmatic, you can go to foursigmatic.com or at Four Sigmatic on social. I just want to mention Danielle's name is D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, and Broida, B-R-O-I-D-A. And um, four sigmatic is F-O-U-R, just like the number four, and then sigmatic, S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C. I know sometimes it helps to spell it out. And you also have the hashtag everyday magic. So uh, I think that kind of sums up what, um, what you're sharing with us in your message um, with the herbs. With that, Danielle, I wanna thank you so much. This has been a true honor and I think that your book is going to really enlighten us as to the world and wisdom of the plants and mushrooms and herbs and to connect us more with nature. So thank you so much. We honor you and always wish you well. Thank you so much, Mary. It's my pleasure and really excited to unveil all the practices in the week to come. I hope you enjoyed that interview and I'm popping in because I told you I would unveil a product from Four Sigma that you could try if you want to explore the world of mushrooms and herbs, the adaptogens. Today it is functional coffee, Four Sigmatic coffee with lion's mane and chaga mushrooms. It's one of their most popular coffees 
and it helps with laser sharp focus. So I'll share with you the link below this episode so you can explore the wild world of these adaptogens. As always, you are so worth slowing down for.